0: Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin. The show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, your host. Today I'm chatting with Adora Ramos. She is a designer, former burlesque star, um, who actually created her own company during COVID called Canary Diamond Designs. It's an amazing story and I hope that you enjoy it. And you have some fun listening to it. So you know what I need you to do right now? That's right. Start listening. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin. A nighttime edition. And I am with Adora. Adora from Canary Diamond Designs, and we're gonna chat about some of her amazing designs. I actually checked out your Etsy shop and I'm thinking I'm going to order some. <laughs> <Stay with laughs> so. Thank you. Tell <laughs> us about yourself, Adora.
1: So um, I'm actually originally from New York and moved here about ooh, seven years ago to Raleigh, North Carolina. Who'd have thunk I'd make it to Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, and I've actually been designing I actually started designing when I was a kid, and I never thought it was a real job. And in full circle, during the pandemic, I have started designing and creating again.
0: (laughs) Who would knew? (laughs) Yeah. The pandemic, we were talking about it before we came on. The pandemic has definitely forced us into doing things outside of our comfort zone. Like I was telling you before, chats from the blog cabin actually was created during the pandemic. I mean, we all have to do things that make us feel, I guess, to kind of save space a little bit and to kind of save our sanity pretty much. Right. Right.
1: right. I think that um, sometimes when we get uncomfortable is when we grow. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have gotten really uncomfortable during the pandemic, which has created a lot of growth in people, which I think has like been part of the amazing piece of, what's going on, you know? And we've been able to connect with people on a different level and realize like, no, I don't have to go to a big city to get this. There's actually somebody here that does it, you know? Um, And it's allowed people to find a new creativity within them.
0: Now, I will say I did cheat a little bit and listen to your podcast interview with Courtney, who was a former guest, Um, Courtney, courtesy of court. And you're, your name. Tell us about your name, because that's what I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Um, so my name,
1: <clears throat> I actually didn't know this. Well, my mom told me this growing up, but I was like, oh, I don't believe it. But it, it's true. Um, so my name's Adora and it means a gift in Greek. And my middle name is Rachel and my aunt Rachel couldn't have any children. So my mom named me Adora to Rachel, which is a gift to my aunt. And that's kind of how my name came about. My mom said that she found it in a book. Now, I don't know. I think she found it off of Shira, because she was real name was Adora, which mm-hmm. is the sister of He-Man. I don't know if I have any kind of 80s kids in here, but... Um- <laughs> hi. (laughs) Um, So that's how my name came about. That's what my mom tells me anyways, but I'm convinced she got it from the cartoon.
0: (laughs) who knows? And your company name is pretty cool too.
1: Thank you. Um, Canary Diamond came about by uh, my burlesque background, which I stopped doing burlesque a long time ago. And again, during the pandemic, it kind of just came full circle where I was Just diving into my past, diving into old costumes, purging my house, to be really honest with you. (laughs) I feel like everybody's like, well, we have the time now. Let's go through this and let's go through that. Let's go through this closet that's been sitting here with these boxes in it. And that's kind of how Canary Diamond started. Well, the name at
0: least. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. Tell people about burlesque that don't know about burlesque. What is that? Burlesque is the art of
1: tease Um, and it is a fine line between it's almost like a sophisticated stripping kind of it's the art of tease where you're not necessarily completely exposed. Um, And little by little, you're taking pieces off. It's very theatrical. Um, It's actually a lot of fun. You can do very modern burlesque. You can do um, classic burlesque. There are just a lot of genres. And the thing is that the sky's the limit. You can make it as comical as you want. You can make it as sexy as you want. Um, And it doesn't matter gender either. So it's, it, is, it is a lot of fun. If anybody gets the opportunity to go see a burlesque show, um, go see one. And there are some great ones in Durham um, that I've experienced. Uh, and then there – I don't know if um, the clubs here will still have them, but they used to have them once a month here um, in Raleigh. So if you can't get to them, Google them. They're a lot of fun. And even, like, if you're not going to – If it's not kind of your thing, maybe you want to take a class because maybe you want to just be that sexy dancing person at home, you know, dancing queen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, that'd be a great way to get fit, too, I guess. Right.
1: It is. It is definitely a great way to get fit because you do want there's an art to it. So it's not just I'm just taking this piece off. There's an art to it. There's a fitness to it. Um, and I love it because it doesn't matter how big, skinny, doesn't those things are out the window. It is all about um, how entertaining you are and how to captivate an audience and keep them watching, which is one of the biggest things that I like.
0: Wow. And I guess with you being in Burlesque, that kind of you're... Creating your own costumes and everything else. That's your creative, what'd you say, crazy creative self that before we got on? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) A little bit more as well.
1: Yes. I would say that in creating the I think for me it was even more like going through What I created in my early years of sewing and in my early years of designing and realizing, oh, no, this piece is really cute. Why didn't I keep going with this? Oh, I want to recreate this. Oh, like I almost inspired myself and I reinvented what I already created, which was which was like an aha moment for myself. Cause it wasn't, cause sometimes we're inspired by other artists, right? Mm-hmm. But to be inspired by your own self is a whole nother kind of level where you're like, oh, wow, this was amazing. Why did I stop? Oh, wow. No, I want to do this too. I want to recreate it in this way. And it's not like you're borrowing from somebody else. You're actually tapping into your own um, mind and own creativity and borrowing from that, which I thought was like, again, pandemic
0: had me on a whole nother level. <laughs> so did your company come about because of the pandemic then? It did.
1: So what happened was I was actually making no, so masks and I was doing videos on how to make a mask without having a sewing machine or any kind of thread at all. And they, um, I actually uploaded on TikTok, it was really interesting, kind of went viral for a second. And then um, I had somebody reach out to me and asked me to make like 50 masks for um, a poultry plant in uh, Mount Olive, Mm -hmm. um, which wasn't helping their um, employees at all really and protecting them. And so they reached out to me and was like, "Hey." Would you be interested in making these masks? And I was like, Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have anything, anything else to do. I'm like, we're all stuck at home. Mm-hmm. This will keep me, you know, occupied. And so I pulled out my sewing machine. I hadn't used it in years. And that's kind of how it really started is somebody just reaching out to me and saying, Hey, we need your help. Would you be willing to, you know, spend some time?
0: And I was like, Yeah. I was how did they get your name though? Because that's kind of weird that you're in Raleigh in the Mount Olive area because Mount Olive is around where I'm from.
1: Yeah. So I sit on um the CEFs kind of board. I don't know if you know what CEFs is, but they are um uh they do they deal with food and agriculture within the mm. North Carolina. They're all over North Carolina. And I started doing CEFs um, when actually before the pandemic actually started and I got involved with them and once a month we kind of just do these meetings and we talk about, um, food equity. We talk about how to, you know, how we can be involved in it, how we can make sure that people are getting the things that they need, um, policies that are in place that maybe we can be involved in to make the change happen. Mm -hmm. Um, just it's a it's a great space where we can all share our different backgrounds and different views and everything and a safe space at that too, mm-hmm. um, which is really nice. And that's how they got my information. Really, they reached out to me. I I they follow me on Instagram um, and on TikTok and they saw the video. I, I'm assuming they saw the video. They kind of know me, and they just asked. That's how they got me. That's how they found me.
0: And a company was born from there.
1: Right. And the company was born from there. Then I got really creative. I was like, well, we're going to make a disco mask and we're going to put fringe on one and we're going to, you know, we're going to make kid friendly masks and we're going to do some with diamonds on it. And we're going to do it. The sky was the limit at that point.
0: Now, I'm assuming the one with diamonds on it is a little bit more expensive than the ones with the the regular one.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. So they range in price. They go from anywhere from ten dollars up to thirty five dollars is my most expensive one that I have on my website now that's not actually the most expensive one I have more <laughs> um, but you can even like customize them and all of that stuff too which are add-ons too
0: oh that that's cool that you know customize face mask now I do see I did see that you have a, a lot of masks that had to do with um, social issues like the pride mask and the black lives matter mask Tell us a little bit about those um so the pride
1: collection i go to pride every year i'm from new york and we love we love pride we love to celebrate it we love the like we just have a good time and it's all inclusive in new york um and it was kind of like weighing a little bit on me that i didn't get to go to pride this year and that no one was going to pride and that's kind of how the pride collection started i was like well if we're not going to go to Pride, we're still going to look fabulous while not going to Pride. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have fun while doing it. If we're going to be stuck in our homes and we have to wear these masks, why not look amazing mm-hmm. while wearing these masks and make it fun? Um, and that's kind of how the Pride collection started. Um, and then I got my hands on a, um, uh, what's it called? the the cutting, that cutting machine, I forgot what it's called, the silhouette machine, Mm -hmm. I want to say, and and, um, that's really when I was like, oh, I can do way more with this. I can really get as political as I want or as customized as I want or, and then that's when I started to feel, really passionate about the Black Lives Matter movement that's happening, especially living downtown Raleigh and seeing it in in real time every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that it was important that we, you know, if you want to, you can definitely buy a mask and and be a part of it. And I felt like I didn't want to go to the protest. Um, I have a small child and I thought it was important to keep both of us safe, but that doesn't mean that I can't be in solidarity with it and wear one of these masks and let people know that, yes, Black lives matter, you know, Mm -hmm. and if they don't matter, then none of us matter at all, you know. And we got to start somewhere, you know, and that it was, I thought it was important. So I made those and that's how that collection kind of started. When I got my little machine, that was fun. And then I went from there to making mugs and
0: jewelry. And I just got real creative after that. Now I have to ask, is this your full-time job or is this like a side job for you? Well, it
1: actually started out as a side job. (laughs) And it's like, well, I've actually been making um, jewelry, especially. So I make jewelry with iconic kind of people on it. That's kind of my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have like David Bowie, and I have I have uh, Frida Kahlo paintings. I have Jimi Hendrix. Um, I have Janet Jackson. Who doesn't like Janet? So that's kind of this stuff I've been making for years, and I've never sold it, but every time I wear it, people ask me, well, where'd you get that from? Well, where'd you, I'm like, oh, I made it. Um, And people have always said, well, why why aren't you selling it? And I was like, I don't know. So the pandemic kind of made me realize that no, I can sell it. I'm gonna start on Etsy, take a chance. I have, I actually have the time, and it's become a full time job now. And I'm so like blessed within all the craziness that's happening, like to be able to make money and do something that I really love. And my son is involved, he, he wants to be there and watch me sew. And now I'm teaching him how to sew, which is kind of really exciting. I'm curious to see how far he's going to take it. Um, And yeah, that's how it kind of was. It happened organically, really.
0: So your mask, when you wear them out in public, do people comment on them or do people? Oh, my gosh,
1: all the time, all the time, especially this one, which is one of my like experimental masks which has really taken a life of its own. And every time I wear this one out, somebody asks me, well, where'd you get that from? I love your mask. I have another one, unfortunately, I don't have it here with me, Um, but you can check it out on my Etsy, Canary Diamond Designs on Etsy. And um, it actually, it looks like a belly dancing veil. And I used to do belly dancing as well. And that's kind of what inspired that collection. So that one, people, I get stopped all the time. Like people have literally tripped and fallen looking at my mask because they were not paying attention to where they were going.
0: Wow. Wow. Is that the one that you wore in your Instagram picture uh, for your costume for Halloween or no? Yes. 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 That is the one. I comment on that. That Mm -hmm. is like gorgeous. I'm like, wow. To look like that at Halloween, wow. It's just. Mm Did you make your whole costume too or is it just a mask?
1: I actually made the whole, um, and I wish it was darker outside because I actually had lights on it, but I made that whole halo. Um, I bedazzled it up. I spray painted it. I did that whole halo um, and I made the mask. The costume itself is actually an old belly dancing um outfit costume from Egypt that my sister brought back because she used to do belly dancing as well. Sorry, my shirt is like, mm. <laughs> she used to do belly dancing as well. So she brought that back from Egypt years ago. And it was just one of those pieces that I said, I can't, I can never throw this away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And again, the pandemic hit. So I started going through boxes and I found that piece and I was like, oh, we're going to do something with this this year. I don't know what but it's going to happen.
0: <laughs> so do you see your, where do you see yourself branching out to? You've already said you're making coffee mugs, that you're doing mask, you're doing jewelry. Do you see anything else coming down the line? By the way, did you actually do your coffee cup? I did do my coffee cup. It's one of my that.
1: favorites. <laughs> yes. This is like exactly me. This is, this is <laughs> me in two words. <laughs> um, I, Actually, I'm starting to make, and this is one of my newer designs right here. This is a robe. So I'm branching out and making more, um, I guess, high-end kind of fun, just glamorous robes that people can just wear around their house. And, um, again, inspired by burlesque and inspired by the glamour of it and the glamour of pinup um is where is kind of where that is going I have two of them right now in the crushed velvet and I have more coming in the um cashmere um I have some in silk as well Mm. but that's kind of I want to try to branch out more towards that but still kind of stay within the accessories because my brand, I see them as yeah, we're accessories, but we're also necessities because they're necessities. Accessories, mm-hmm. like you need these things, especially like the masks. You need mm-hmm. to where we're going right now. You need to wear a mask, and why not have fun with it? Um, the jewelry, who doesn't like a good accessory? And then you know, sometimes we need that too. You know, it's not just an accessory; it's a necessity.
0: I honestly, I was looking at that robe, and I actually thought it was a dress. Well, that's the design
1: that I had for it originally, and it does open up. It completely opens up. It's a wrap, Um, and I do – I'm kind of playing around with one-size-fits-all kind of thing. So this can fit anywhere from a small up to a large, and then I'm going to make more sizes for that. Uh, which makes it easier to mass produce, I guess you can say. Um, But yes, you can wear it as a dress. You can wear it as a robe, either one. And you can kind of play around with it. I made all of these um, pleats in it. So you see how I just pulled it down Mm -hmm. and it almost emphasized the pleats. So you can really, it's really, I wore it one day and I was like, I feel like a million bucks in this. I was like, Beyonce, move over, girl. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> now, wouldn't that be great if Beyonce actually wore it? Right. I mean, that's the goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's the goal because then you would totally blow up. But I'm right. when I look at that, I see like 1920s, 1930s Hollywood glamour. That's what okay. I, I see when I see that.
1: Yes. And when you see it in yeah. the um, chiffon, it looks more like a robe because it's see-through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have it in, I have all kinds of materials that I'm like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And they're all like, they have um, embroidery on them, but they're still on this kind of chiffon, see-through kind of material. So it's very glamorous. It's very, it's exactly what you just described.
0: So tell I know all these things are handmade by you, correct? Yes. How long does it take you to go through, like, like say, for instance, the rope? How long does that normally take you just to finish one?
1: It can take me two days just for one. Um, and I found, because I was very, I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this. I don't know about this. This is overwhelming. Um, but once I started to piece it together and sew it, I was like, oh no, this is really easy. You know, you kind of go through your trial and error area, um, kind of the gray area. But once I started to do it, I realized making the bigger pieces, they are a little bit more time consuming, Mm -hmm. but they're actually a lot easier than the masks. The masks, they're so small that you want to make sure you get every little tiny detail in there. So I find that although I can mass produce maybe 8 to 10 masks a day, um, that doing a gown can be a little bit more relaxed in the process of it. Um, So yeah, a gown can take me two days. I can now, I'm like a pro at these masks, so I can make about 10 a day if I sit there and really apply myself. Um, and then it also depends on what mask it is, like the one that you saw for Halloween. Mm-hmm. That one takes a little bit more time because it does have all the sequence on it. And then I have to pin it correctly, gotta make sure the embroidery is put on there correctly. Um, or the one that has the fringe on it, that one takes a little bit more time because of the sequence on it as well. But yeah, it, it can take me one day for 10 masks or two days for a gown. And then what about your jewelry designs? So my jewelry designs, those I love to do because I feel like I get to be, I get to do multiple things at the same time almost because it's not the same person or object that I'm creating. Um, But I can make about 10 pieces in a day. And that's me on a a lax day. Um, The mugs, I can, that one takes a little bit of time only because of the program that I'm using on the computer. Um, and then the sizing, I kind of gotten that down. Sometimes I'm like, Oh no, that's a little bit too big, but sometimes I like it. I like to go, you know, go hard or go home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But those are, those are, those are a little bit more, um, I like that it has a, a, almost like a step, like I go to the computer first, I design it, and then I can print it out. And then I can like, you know, take those um, adhesives, got to, you know, etch them out and everything and then get them onto the mug, which is another step. Um, So I find the steps kind of relaxing in itself, because I'm not doing the same thing over and over again, like sewing a mask, you're kind of just doing the same thing over Mm -hmm. and over again
0: so do you so your typical work day, so like say for instance do you just do mask on Mondays or do you just when it however you get up you feel like okay if you don't have orders you're just gonna work on whatever you want to work on
1: yeah well I used to be really hard on myself when I first started which was really good when you're starting a like starting a business and you're trying to envision what your your business is gonna look like right So, but now I've kind of gotten to, I have inventory, which is good. I I have a goal and a set amount that I want of each piece. And every time I sell one, I make sure that I make one or two of that same piece. So I always have that inventory in. Um, But really I made it just like a regular job, like Monday through Friday, we're sewing stuff to sell. And then Saturday, Sunday, fun days. You know, and then I can really be as creative as I want, where I'm making more, I'm experimenting with more of the gowns or the robes, or just those are fun, creative days for me. But yes, it is just like a regular job, there's no difference. The only difference is I get to do it in my home. Sometimes I wear pants, sometimes I don't wear pants, we're the pandemic anyway. <laughs> So long as I have a shirt on, I think it's
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the Zoom call, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so um, you talked about your son and and how he's trying to get involved. And you're trying to teach them how to sew as well. I love that because everybody needs to learn how to sew, not just the females in the world. The males need mm-hmm. to learn how to sew as well. Must what be. lessons have has he learned by watching you? do you think
1: i think he's learned um it's okay to mess up it's okay to not be perfect all the time um and then i think he's also learned that because at first he wasn't understanding he was he was like mom you're not going into work mom you're not like how are you he was almost like well how are you paying the bills (laughs) that kind of question and i was like baby what i'm doing right now is paying the bills and his understanding of that of owning your own business Mm -hmm. and making it consistent and having a a schedule um is just as important as going into a job you know because that becomes your job and he's seen it start from nothing to where it is now which he's always like, oh, mom, you're working. Okay, I won't bother you. Or mom, can I come in? Because I know that you're working. So he has more of a better understanding, which is really, to me, I'm like, that's so important. We've been taught, or at least I've been taught that going into a job and working for a corporation is work. But working from home in your own business is not necessarily work because it doesn't look the way we've been taught for it to look. Um, So I think his takeaway in this whole thing is, oh, I can I can be as creative as I want and I can make it into a business. You know, and he's he's even said, well, mom, what about Ariana Grande? And let's do this and let's do that. And let's put this person on there. So he's kind of like getting into it and the excitement of it as well. And his two cents, which I think is important
0: because it keeps me young, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Now, do you see yourself not venturing out and not doing handmade and and? doing a factory one day or no? Do you think that would be true to your brand? I've thought about it, to be really
1: honest, and I did feel like it wouldn't be true to my brand. Although I know that it would be, I I don't want to say less work, but it would be less work and working in a different kind of way. Um, But I think that there are things that I would keep handmade 100%. Like my masks and, um my gowns I would definitely keep handmade and that's not ever going to be mass produced like that in a factory um I thought well maybe I will do the jewelry later on um but yeah I thought about it and and the, the the thing for that I guess it's like me being the owner creator everything it's hard for me to let go because it's mm-hmm. that moment where you're like okay I gotta let this go well, and it in hopes that it can be the same quality that you've been creating. Yeah. Um, I think that that's like, like you said, the biggest thing for me.
0: So how do you handle it all? Because basically you're the creative person behind it. You do all the, all the work yeah. behind it. You have to fill all the orders. You have uh-huh. to fill, you know, all the paperwork. You have yeah. to pay the taxes. You have to, you know, do all the billing and everything else. How do you handle all that?
1: I don't sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, I can't do it today. (laughs) Sometimes I'm just like, not today. Um, But I've actually found a lot of programs that help me. So like I do all the photography for um, my masks. Um, I do all the editing. I do all the marketing. I do all the creating of the marketing. Um, So I've found programs like Canva for me was an amazing just God sent, honestly, there's so much I can do from there. And it will help me on my social media platforms as well. Um, And you don't sleep, really, in all honesty, like, sometimes I'm up at midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna make a TikTok video. And I'm gonna post this about my masks. Or I'm gonna just, you're always working, you're always and it's, it's been finding that balance in it. I think for me, I have such a passion, um, for business, uh, and a curiosity for marketing and how that works, that it's not as stressful as it might be for some other people. Um, I went to school for business and business management. Mm -hmm. Um, within that, I found that marketing is like my niche. Like I love it. And I find it so much fun to figure it out because it's oh it's ever changing that um yeah you could just got to find the right programs try things reach out to people that are um doing that as well i'm a part of some facebook groups in which i can ask questions and see what other people are using a lot of the programs have like a free trial and if you it doesn't work for you you can move on and try something else uh but yeah that's how there is there's no sleep sometimes but it's definitely worth it sometimes i'm up at three o'clock in the morning anyways because i have a little bit of insomnia (laughs) so why not work i try to take like every minute that i can i try to make it like maximize it
0: yeah i think a lot of creatives have that insomnia because they can't get their brain to shut off
1: yeah yeah it's almost like hard like i'll sleep for four hours and then i'll get up and i'm like okay well it's work time let me work if i can't sleep you know, you never know where this is going to go. Take advantage of the moment, you know.
0: Now, do you wake up your son when you're doing that? Does he wake up to he hear you? Are you pretty quiet?
1: Oh, oh no, no, no. He is a sound sleeper. Nothing will wake him up. <laughs> Nothing will wake him up. He's gotten to the point where He doesn't even want to sleep in a quiet room anymore. He'll put his Alexa on to play um, like bedtime stories for him because he almost or like ocean sounds because he has to hear something while he's sleeping. It's probably my fault. I'm not going to lie, but it doesn't bother him at all. He can sleep through the whole thing.
0: Now, we were talking we were just talking about Beyonce earlier um, with the robe, but would you ever consider sending your, one of your masks to a celebrity to see if they would wear it?
1: I don't know. I've never thought about that. I have sent some masks to some influencers, um, but I've never thought about sending it to celebrity. I guess that would give me a little bit of like anxiety a little bit, I guess, you know, the the not knowing kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Um, but maybe that I'm um, maybe I'll put that on my list soon to, to send it to a celebrity
0: because yeah. you know once a celebrity wears something, boom, 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 people want to know where they got it from.
1: Mm-hmm. Most definitely.
0: So maybe you just spark something. I don't know. Who would be <laughs> your dream celebrity to wear your stuff? Besides Beyonce, of course, because you already said Beyonce. Um. Oh, my dream
1: celebrity. There are just I can't even I don't know like can I pick any anyone dead or alive? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me think. Now you just made it even harder. I don't know. Okay, pick um, one dead and pick one alive. Ooh, okay. So um, I don't know. Oh, ooh, this is hard. Okay, so uh, let's talk about alive. Um, I think Janet Jackson would be like hands down like oh my god she wore my she wore my mask i can i can live the best life ever everything is complete now it came full circle um i love me some janet i actually saw her a couple years ago when she came to north carolina and literally the best concert ever like like wow i can't move like that and i'm Younger than her, like, no way I can move like that. <laughs> um, I guess for my dead celebrity, it would be maybe like Frida Kahlo. Like, if Frida wore one of my masks, like, life is complete. Like, wow, like, she is just an inspiration, and like, just, just I would be mind blown. It'd be over for me. I can die
0: in peace and happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I can see that because Frida has, when she painted, she painted so much stuff outside of the box that you wouldn't normally think about painting. And I can right. see that because you're thinking outside of the box with a mask as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely one of my top favorite artists, like, of all time. I don't know if you went and saw the exhibit when they came to...
0: No, I didn't get a chance to that.
1: Wow, just wow. And it was really interesting because you think that they're going to be these big gigantic paintings and they're actually like this big. <laughs> wow. And then you're like, Oh, wow. You're just mind blown on all kinds of different levels. Cause you didn't realize how small they were, how detailed they were or they are. And to have it right in front of you in real time is a whole other experience, you
0: know? Wow. I know my middle, my middle daughter, she's my design person. She is actually going to school to be an interior architect. And she actually went to a house in, I think in New Jersey, what Frank Lloyd Wright had actually built and designed, but the house Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera stayed in that house. And she was like in heaven because those are her two favorite Mexican artists. I mean, she loves them to death. I mean, she has Frida, 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 Frida everywhere. I'm oh, Frido.
1: I could use yeah. some Fritos. I like Fritos, though.
0: <laughs> but she has them everywhere. I, it's part of her heritage, so she's just excited, right? About it.
1: Right. I think that my son really wants to go to Mexico and actually see the house and experience that. And this, I think the the culture and the richness like you can see it here but it's not the same thing as being right in a space that they were in Mm -hmm. you know like it's just something it's just something in the air that like it just transforms the whole experience and transforms you to another time yeah yeah for sure
0: so what's up next for canary diamond designs what's up next for you besides your robes um i
1: don't know i actually know i know if we're talking about like real time really really what's happening this week so this week i will be at the um nightdale ymca and i will be selling my products there um it is from 10 a.m to 5 and then they will have another oh they do have it also at the burn boot camp in Nightdale as well. Um, and then they will have kind of like another session on Sunday. And I won't be there, but it is all handcrafted, all handmade stuff. Um, I Another group that I follow on Facebook, which was really just like out of nowhere, Um, And they have been just a godsend to me, to be really honest. They're very encouraging. Everybody makes handmade stuff and it's all ages, which is really nice. It's from, there's one little girl that makes jewelry and she's like 12, 13 maybe. Um, And then there are people that whittle things and that make chairs and this and that. And that's where we will be this weekend. So if you guys can come, please make your way to the YMCA in nightdale it won't be you won't regret regret it you won't at all okay so it's going to be worth it
0: and then they can also order your stuff on etsy
1: yes on etsy so you can go to canary diamond designs it's all one word um don't space it or you're just going to see diamonds everywhere which are just as beautiful not as beautiful but Beautiful. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, yes, you can order on on Etsy. Um, also, uh, we are redesigning it a little bit right now. If you um, you have to click on each category to see all the options, um, and we are working on creating it so you don't have to click on each category. That you can just kind of scroll and see all of your options there. But as of right now, you do want to click on like the hat subject or category or the mug category and make sure that um you're really enjoying all of the products that are there and getting um, an idea of what we have
0: and when are the robes coming on right. so the robes
1: i am not sure when those will happen to be really honest um right now i'm experimenting at these handmade craft kind of events that I've signed up for, um, just trying to see how they will sell. Um, Like we talked about actually before uh, we got on, um, the robes are a little bit more time, considering that I can only make one within a two day span. Um, And the fabric is a little bit more luxurious. So I think that I will, for now, keep that as um, a custom kind of request if people want.
0: I know, cause I'm still eyeing that robe, going, that's just so <laughs> pretty. I mean, I'm, I honestly see winter dress, photo shoot with boots, really cute with the. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I can see it. I can see it.
1: Mhm, mhm. Yeah, that's all the things. I was like, oh, I want this crushed velvet. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh no, that's it that's my brand right there. I love, I just love that mustardy yellow. And like that it's just, that's exactly everything that you said the boots with the fur, not with the fur <laughs> or with the fur. I got boots with the fur.
0: <laughs> Apple bottom jeans too. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> but yes, all of those things. I, I would love to do a photo shoot with it. Um, I'm if, If anybody is willing and wanting to model, let me know. Please inbox me, and I would love to have you model some of my stuff and collaborate. I would love to work with other artists. So if you are out there, let me know. I would love to collaborate, and we can figure that out.
0: You know, I do have a photo shoot coming up pretty soon with my blog cabin, and so yes. I want to collaborate because I'm yes. doing fun, especially that would be inside fun. of the blog cabin this time.
1: Yes. So, yeah. Yes. I love your blog cabin, by the way. I keep looking at the background. I'm like, oh, that looks really
0: cozy. Well, you say you've to Kingston, so on your way to Kingston, drop by. And you're more than welcome to come in and hang out. And I might. More. Don't say that. I'll knock on the door. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I like baking, so I'll have some treats. Oh, and that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> so where can everybody find you besides your Etsy shop? So I am on Instagram. Um,
1: Canary Diamond Designs on Instagram. I am on TikTok. Um, It's not Canary Diamond Designs on TikTok. It's Fresh Makeup because I also do makeup. I've been doing makeup for 17 years. Um, And so you can find me on TikTok under Fresh Makeup. Um, You can also follow me on Fresh Makeup on Instagram, which is, again, more of my makeup business um, on that. Um, you can see special effects makeup, beauty makeup, runway, print, all those things um, on Fresh Makeup on Instagram.
0: All right. I want to thank you so much for joining us. And I just cannot, hopefully we can work something out because I would really love to do a collaboration with you. Cause I I am eyeing yeah. that, that. That is gorgeous. I mean, it's so gorgeous.
1: Yeah. I think that will be a lot of fun. I would make a trip over to you and I'm sure you have really beautiful kind of visual behind you and even in your backyard cuz you're more in the country than I am I'm sure you can find just
0: yeah plus I problem. have a I have a farm a friend my one of my best friends owns a farm that's like a mile oh, mile and a half away from my house that she has access to the river so we have the woods and oh it's gorgeous That right. would be a lot of fun that's beautiful yes I
1: would love to collaborate with you so please let me know whenever uh, you
0: want yes i will let you know and i want to thank you guys. got thank you for joining me today because me we, we went back and forth back and forth back and forth what we rescheduled it three or four different times because either you, so you had something come up or i had something come up so I finally
1: <laughs> finally we got to meet
0: <laughs> well i want you to be safe because you're in downtown raleigh right now so thank you thank you
1: and thank you for having me. I am, I've had a really good time. I was super, super nervous. I think that everybody that does something live, because I've never done a live before, gets a little nervous. Mm. But you have made it so comfortable. So thank you so much for having me on your blog. And it's, I can't wait to see all the other things you come out with.
0: Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. All right, guys. We will see you on the next chat from the Blog Cabin. Bye, guys. y'all i had so much fun talking with adora i can't wait until we actually have a collaboration because that would be so awesome to wear that piece if you want to go check on facebook and youtube for this video because her designs are out of this world that one piece that we're talking about where it's like a mustard green and it looks like it's a, a 40s or 50s dress really hollywood glam Crushed velvet beautiful dress that I so have my eye on now. I really also enjoyed chatting with her. She's a single mom who is doing what she needs to do to get um, what she needs to get done. And so I admire that so much. So, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe and to leave a review because that gets my podcast in front of more people. And we have some great topics coming up. So thank you guys so much for being part of the podcast family. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, keep chatting.